Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Anyway, it's the Lord Doctor, Reverend, Captain, Kickass, Buckshot Esquire, if you will, in the first chair, bringing you the show. Joining me as co-hosts this evening, it's Nikki and Richie Rich. Here at Free Talk Live, we love gravity. <laughs> See, uh, so once upon a time, I was handed a, uh, it was a piece of construction paper uh, cut into a circle, and it was labeled round. As one word, and like sort of on the top, like top rockers. And then on the bottom, it said T-U-I-T. And it said, congratulations, this is a round to it. And so all of the things you've been putting off and saying that you'll get them done when you get a round to it, you can now officially accomplish because here, you've been handed a round, round to, to it. it. Oh, I yes. need one of those. We'll try and get you one. Yeah. We'll see if we can order Thank them you. online. Thank you, I could really use it. Then. Make one. I mean, it didn't seem all that difficult. Do we really need construction paper or is printer paper good enough? I think we could probably just draw a circle and label it round to it, hand it to Nikki, and she'd have one. Here, would you like, here, have a sheet of paper. It's Arts and Crafts Day here at Free Talk Live. Uh, Richie Rich will be doing the art and the craft. I will be doing the round to it. When he gets around to it, he'll be doing the round to it. Uh, Meanwhile, back back in story. Can finally land. do everything I'm putting off. This is great. Round, you got a round to it. She's got a round to it. Wow. It's not on me. But. Well, well, congratulations. I'm It'll getting, get around to I'm it. I'm getting around to it. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I think that might be the first round to it ever presented here on Free Talk Live. You know, so there you go. Uh, she's holding it up for those who historical are. Historical day here on Free Talk Live. Over at uh, watch.freetalklive.com. Yeah. Block Nikki's face on camera. Right. You too can get around to it. <laughs> if you mail, uh, mail a self-addressed stamped envelope. To if you uh, just simply go to amps.freetalklive.com, uh, I think we could probably make sure that Richie Rich uh, photocopies this one, you know, several hundred times, so that uh, if you are an amplifier, uh, we can give you around to it as well. You know what? If we do that, we're turning them into NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's another joke in there somewhere. There's a bet NFT. We will have the RT. we will we will have the round to it. You will get the NFT to the round to it here in the studio. Uh, okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. As they're awarded, we'll keep. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That's good. I like that. You will have ownership of this round to it, but you will never possess it. Can you give it to somebody else? You, well, yeah. You can transfer the NFT. Yeah. Okay. Well, there that's you go. that's the NFT scam. Right, that's the money laundering in NFTs. They just oh. they sell the NFT, right? Yeah, right. And then hopefully they're not the one. Holding it's like the they bank. do with overpriced art. They're like, yes, I spent ten million dollars on this overpriced piece of art, and then they give it to another guy, and then he turns out and sells it for the ten million, and he gets the cash. And yeah, right. But then the guy who gets the art, like, what is it really worth? Well, I mean, it's just the vehicle used to transfer that amount of money again later. For art, yes, and that's what NFTs can be used for. But currently, NFTs is like, oh, we just sell it back and forth until the value's high enough. Then we'll pawn it off on this schmuck, right? And he'll be the one stuck with like the somebody gets stuck holding the bag. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And then they try to relate that to all of crypto, and then I get upset. That is kind of what happened with Dogecoin, though. Kind of. They they pumped it up, and then it's like, oh, everybody buy it. Same thing with Shiba. Oh, I'm gonna sell it all, so I'm rich now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm heavy on crypto. I'm light on USD. Okay. And so much so that occasionally I run out of USD. And I'm like, oh, 
Got to get some USD somehow. So having the ability to spend my crypto just comes in handy because then I don't necessarily have to go and sell some crypto to get some USD. I can just spend it. Yeah, and I'm the opposite. I have a normal job, pays me in USD, and occasionally I have to transduce that into crypto after I've paid my bills for the month. Right. Right, but all the other major spendings, right? It's like take the bad money, please, because I'm yeah, I, I don't want it. I want the goods that you have. Yeah, right, I, that's kind of like, how I feel too. I'm, I'm like, I don't want this stuff. Just take it. I'm trying to only use USD when it's necessary. So we're on the same wavelength with you know the the priority, right? So, but not no, everywhere. I will use USD for everything, uh, unnecessary things, even just to get you know because you have enough. You right. have a surplus of it, right. right? Whereas I don't. Right. Right. So. Uh, so at any rate, uh, now that Nikki's back from her field trip, was that mm-hmm. the only one you have to take? That's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. They uh, smell delicious, by the way. The yeah. muffins are out of the oven. There's Figure a joke. Out what that means, FBI. There's a, there's the a, muffins are out of the oven. The, wink, wink. <laughs> there's a joke in there well, somewhere, honestly, too. Well, they're probably watching me through the window, so. Oh, and they, also. They at, know exactly what I'm doing. And also over at watch.freetalklive.com. Where oh, there's other people. Why is she doing well. cranberry walnut tonight? <laughs> We've been feeding her feeds in her news feed of raisin almonds. Yeah, we don't understand. They why know she's... I hate raisins. Did you hear that through the grapevine? Wow. <laughs> well, I put them on the windowsill. And That's a meta joke. You had to you had to know who the California raisins are. You had to know that there was a commercial where they did the song "Heard It Through the Grapevine" as oh, the California. Yeah, she's too young. This is from a site called. I don't even know what this is. Global warming dash arclean.blogspot.com. Where do you find That's this crap? Super random. Oh. Uh, <laughs> terraforming Terra. Hey, hey, says, our expert already knew about it, sir. <laughs> oh, that's just a comment on what they try and post here. So it is. Okay, the Blonsky device. This is supposed describe to describe it for us. Tuesday, it. January 17th, 2023. I just want to take a look at this picture real quick because, oh, I see. Okay. A a spinning machine invented to fling babies out of pregnant people. Emphasis on the people, not women, people. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I had to point that out. Pregnant people. This actually has not been attempted at all, not least because it is also obviously dangerous. Can it be made safe? Yes, it does address a very real problem in which most modern women are physically poorly suited for childbirth for lack of strength and effective biological design. My first thought is... Modern women are weak so, and so ineffectively is, designed. So this is the thing. I have two points on this. So I think most of it is just modern medicine trying to be like, no, you can't have a baby normally. We have to, you know, do a major abdominal surgery on you or, you know, use all these drugs and stuff but also i have based on my research out of all of the mammals on earth it is the most difficult for human like the birth process for human beings is the most difficult due to brain size head size versus pelvis so for us to be so smart or whatever and be upright on two legs where most mammals are on four that is yeah but that, you know. that difference in difficulty can't be that big i mean i've seen mm-hmm. farm families with you know 13 kids and that kind yeah. of thing well, like so she's got childbearing so, hips so the thing is it's it's more difficult so. so the the birth process is more painful longer and more difficult which is true but it's not impossible okay you know you can still naturally bear yeah. 
13, 15 kids, and it's totally fine. So, again, totally out of my element, but there's, there's I'm going to say, speculation on the Internet because I've heard this argument before, right, that it's mostly the way that modern women give birth is like on their backs, yeah. feet up in the stirrups, yeah. and that is to make it easier for the doctors and attending physicians That's absolutely than correct. it is on the mother. And so, if you birth naturally, it becomes a much different process. So there was um, a king, I forget who it was, what, maybe like King Louis or something like that, but the whole, that was first invented because he liked watching... His women give birth. Oh, okay. So that's how it started. The patriarchy in action again. So Yes. So that's where it came from. But it is so much more difficult because if you use your common sense, gravity. Yeah. You know, it's just easier to have a baby either squatting or kneeling on your hands and knees. Those are the, if you leave a woman to her own devices, those are the positions she's most likely to get into naturally get down on all fours like other mammals yeah it's not impossible to have a baby on your back and sometimes that is the best position for certain women but okay so i just looked up record number of babies or births by one woman and i came upon this article from the richest.com are you part of this no okay so you're not part of the richest I, I wish I were the one percent. I thought all riches were part of the richest. Okay, okay, I'll he's take it. He's not a real rich. Okay, oh, he's not a real rich. I guess not. Uh, you're not authentic rich. You're just rich. That's E-rich. the word. Authentic. Authentic. <laughs> uh, anyway, this article talks about TFR, total fertility rates, but uh, they have the top ten apparently okay. according Ooh. to this article. Uh, number of uh, babies by uh, women. Uh, number ten, Mary Jonas. 33 children. That's number 10? Number 10 is 33 (laughs) children. Yeah. In the 1800s, there lived in Fourgate Street, England, a furniture dealer by the name Mary Jonas. She died in 1899 at the age of 85. She was laid to rest with her husband, John Jonas. Their gravestone contains an interesting claim. The engraving reads, John Jonas, who died 24th February 1992, age 78. Also, Mary Jonas, the beloved wife of the above and mother of 33 children who died December 4th, 1895, age 85. Wow. Number nine is Mrs. Harrison with 35 children. Number eight is Elizabeth Greenhill with 39 children. Let's see if it says what year in the 1600s. I was about to say, she sounds like a pilgrim. Yeah. (laughs) Alice Hooks, uh, North Wales with 41 children. Uh, Number six is Elizabeth Mott with 42 children. They're all Catholic. Guinness Book of Records lists the British record holder for the highest number of children to be a certain Elizabeth Mott. Elizabeth and John Mott of Monks Kirby in northeastern Warwickshire were married in 1676 and were reported to have produced 42 live-born children. How is that even possible? How are they the Guinness record holder and not number one? Well, because Guinness doesn't necessarily know everything, right? No, that's the the whole purpose of Guinness is that they're the record. Guinness can be wrong. Uh, number five, Madalena Granada, 52 children. Like You think you would just die before it got to that point, right? You, I, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming these uh, ladies started young, you know, in their oh, teens, yeah. whatever, right? You know, because uh, the more resilient you get, you know, more elastic as a person when you're younger than as you get older. And you would assume, you know, it wasn't like... 52 in like two years, right? It's, it had to be over a course of a decade or two or whatever. 
right? Uh, in Nocera, Italy, uh, that's where Madalena Granada is from, a woman known as her was reported to have given birth to a total of 52 children. It's a Roman Catholic, even. Uh, the occurrence was recorded by Zaples, Zaples correspondent to a Paris journal where the following was written about two or three stations beyond Pompeii in the city of Nocera lives Madalena Granada, a 47, aged 47, who was married at 28, wow, and has given birth wow, to old. 52 living and dead so- children, 49 of them being male. What? Wow. Imagine having 49 sons. Oh, my Dr. goodness. Giving Genghis Khan a run for his oh, money. Oh, wow. Holy crap. I almost uh, had to dump myself. Doctor, th- there's a sentence here after this that says, Dr. De Sanctus of Nocera states that she had triplets 15 <gasps> times. Nice. It'd be 45 wow. of her 52 children. Well, if you're going to have 52 kids, you don't want to have them one at a time. That's just yeah, inefficient. So she's litter, she's just having litters of yeah. children. <laughs> Liter- literally. <laughs> literally. Literally litters of children. Literally. There was a set of quintuplets that was born, I think, in Canada. Yeah, the Dion quintuplets uh, in the 30s. Okay. Uh, and so, like, I mean, this type of thing isn't unknown, right? You know, no, quintuplets, yeah. triplets. Uh, it is, I believe, a, a fact that if you've given birth to twins or triplets once, yeah, that you are more, more likely. likely to give mm-hmm. birth to twins or triplets or whatever mm-hmm. again. So you got to think that back in the day, nobody was, you know, wrapping that rascal. Nope. There was no, you know, contraception as we know it today. Sheepskin was so uncomfortable. Yeah. And so... Ugh. You know, they so gross (laughs) at any rate, uh, moving right along. Uh, what was I? We were talking about the top five. Yeah, here we go. Number three, Leontina Albina, 55 children. The 1988 version of the Guinness Book of Records reports the world's most prolific mother (laughs) at that time was San Antonio, Chile's Leonida. Albina, wife of Gerardo Albina, uh, born 1925, uh, were married in Argentina in 1943 before coming to Chile. His wife had born five sets of triplets who all happened to be boys. Wow. Nice. Can you imagine giving birth to triplets five times? No. Lucky guy. Five I can't even times. imagine that once. Um, well, they're all going to be small. small. I've seen footage of, Sometimes. I've seen footage of triplets being born. And it's, you know, I mean, it's kind of a, a gory thing to watch, like, a baby being born. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, here comes another one, right? You know, yeah. Oh, wait, she's not done yet. You know, here comes well, a third. And, and back then, I mean, they didn't have ultrasounds. Yep. You, it's right. literally a surprise. Yeah. You don't know how many babies are coming out. Yeah, unless the doctor could hear, like, three separate heartbeats late in the term or but whatever. But they don't yeah. really listen. They didn't really even have that technology. It was just a surprise. Yep. Here comes Surprise. labor, like, oh, there's more than one. <laughs> how are they kicking me in three different ribs at the same time? Yeah. That's how you know. Uh, the couple had more children until 1981 when 55-year-old Leontina was recorded to have given birth to her 55th child. So age 55, given birth to your 55th child. Once a year. Oh, that must be lucky. It's the golden child, right? It's like your golden mm. birthday. Yeah. Uh, there were unverified reports that the couple had nine more children after that. 
which may have upped their total to as many as 64 children. How are any of these earlier reports being verified? Yeah, I don't Like back know. in the 1600s. The, but it was Guinness, so you, know, you figured it out. Well, you just said they're a bunch of liars. So. Well, I said they could be oh, wrong. Okay. I didn't say they're right. a bunch of liars. I said it's possible for Guinness to be wrong. <laughs> uh, number two, the wife of Yakov Krilov, 57 children. Wow. Uh, in 1775, Yakov Krilov from the village of Vevdensky in Russia was presented to the Queen's Court in recognition of his fatherhood achievements with the peasant. I want a medal yeah, for that. Okay, also, forget the mother. Oh, this guy, his fatherhood achievements. Good job. What about the chick that just had like Patriarchy. 60 kids? <laughs> yeah, don't you know how the world works, Dickie? Yeah. I mean, you act like there's, you know, more than two genders or something. <laughs> All right, so back to the Blonsky device. Uh, this actually has not been attempted at all, not least because it is also obviously dangerous. Can it be made safe? Yet it does address a very real problem in which most modern women are physically poorly suited for childbirth for lack of strength and effective biological design. My first thought is that it could be seriously useful to speed up dilation itself, which takes far too long for most and exhausts most women. Just that avoids complications associated normally with the last phase. Certainly, the positioning suggested is superior and close to a birthing seat. They do have a, a diagram here that shows sort of a, you know, an elevated at an angle, sort of a, it kind of looks like a, a weight bench in the drawing, uh, but sat up at an angle. I mean, if, if gravity is the kicker and you want it to be safer, right? Like, why not one of those, you know, you know, the carnival rides where they take you up and they drop you really fast. Yeah. Oh. But on the way up, right, they pull you up really fast sometimes, too, right? No, not the zipper, because the zipper spins. Oh. I'm just about like the Tower of Terror type yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Just the straight drop. Yep. Right? So, but the, again, they take you up really fast sometimes, too. So if you, like, strap in a pregnant woman to that and take her up really fast. No, no, no. So gravity... The Gravitron, dude. No, that'll what, where pin. they spin? No, no, that no just but, but like the, the, no, the, the wall actually moves up and down with the lack of gravity as it spins. It's like a centrifuge. Yeah, no, so, I've been on it. I used to run one. Okay. Okay. But so, I don't I don't see how that like the, you'd have to put the lady upside down then. I mean, okay. We're trying to get the baby out, not Well, push she's it back gonna, she's gonna squeeze it out. I mean, we're just relying on nature. No, the, gra- trying to, the gravity trying to pins you up against the wall. You can't even move. Yeah, okay, so there's this thing called Pitocin, it's a hormone, and women need to be relaxed and feel safe. Not upside down and being no, spun not around. Upside down and on <laughs> in a Somehow Where is Guinness? Somehow. The first baby born in the Gravitron. <laughs> We've turned the Blonsky device into like some sort of like MacGyvered up Gravitron for a carnival ride. Well, it basically is. Oh man. There's one. There's it's, one at the, the local uh theme park around here. That's like the Gravitron, but it lifts you and spins you like horizontally. That's basically what this thing is. Yeah. Well, so. But that one, the way this thing is, it's like it's shooting the baby out, though. This yeah. thing to hold you in place pins you up against the wall. Yeah. So the uh, this write up continues. My take home here is that like all you'd this. Like you strapped into the, the middle of the Gravitron when it spins, not pressed against the outer edge. Oh, yeah. Cin- you got to figure out the, the centrifugal versus centrifugal force. Well, that's the same word. No, centrifugal and centrifugal. It's the opposites. That's just the pronunciation of the same word differently. There's two different words. (laughs) Then spell them. I don't. I'll look it up in a minute. Okay. (laughs) 
Has it been a minute? No, no, it's okay. been like ten seconds. But right. you, you saw me grab the modern rectangle, <laughs> the magic rectangle. Yeah. My take home here is that all this could be completely safe. This is from the the right up here. Could be completely safe and beneficial right up to the point of birth, and also highly time effective, allowing close monitoring and continuous attendance. At the point of birth, the spinning can be ended, and the birth can be properly attended. This could actually be a superior system for birthing and could prevent disasters caused by contemporary female muscle weaknesses. A lot less emergency cesareans or, uh, what's this word, Nikki? Epis- Episiotomies. Here. Episiotomies, thank you. Or forceps would be welcome. Obviously, a woman would be able to push using full strength as well. Here you go, Mr. Smarty Pants. Centrifugal. C-E-N-T-R-I-F-I-C-A-L. Centrifugal as opposed to centri- centrifugal. C-E-N-T-R-I-F-U-G-A-L. Right, okay. It's the opposite forces. Robert calling from, I believe, South Carolina. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, uh, I was just thinking about how to propel a child out of a womb. Um, like the Blonsky device? Well, no, m- mine would be, I would use... Um, uh, horizontally polarized gravitons because that would be the best the safest way to do it okay I, so, I so you have to explain all three of those words right so what <laughs> well i know it it, i know it horizontally <laughs> okay is, two right? of the three words what is a graviton graviton is a it's it, it's very 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 similar to a photon but it's it, it, it provides for gravity rather than for light or radio signals okay and what was the third it's thing massless it's also massless by the way, so and, and and the photons are actually part of the glue that holds the nucleus of the atom together. So what was the other word that you needed? Uh, I don't remember. What did you say? You would use... Horizontally propelled graviton. So this is yeah. microscopic? Is this for like no, amoebas? No, the photon, I mean the, the gravitons, can only travel at the speed of light. They can't travel any faster or any slower, otherwise they would cease to exist. So that they're and they're massless, which means that they can go through anything, and then and they provide for they would provide for gravity. But instead of gravity vertically or horizontally, I mean, yeah, horizontally. I mean vertically, you you have it horizontal so that the the, the child would be propelled out of a mother state. Let's say lying okay. So what type of a device would you need to construct to well, use these gravitons well, really to assist in childbirth? And what is this well, technology really currently to... being used for? I wouldn't want to go into too many details about how you do it because the Chinese could be listening, and we certainly don't want them to get there. Okay, but let me ask you this. Is it something that... that, Chinese won't take patented stuff. No, let me ask you this. Is it something that the Germans already do, and they do it better because they have the best engineers? Well, Germans have things that that the rest of the world really doesn't know about, except the United States. They sell sell their technology to the United States because I talked to one of the engineers where they design a device that produces very, very short bursts a very, very high-powered magnetic radiation, and they use it for powering um, 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 those chips that go into deep space. Right. And once they get off the ground and go into deep space, they, they, they send a, a magnetic signal out there that's only for a fraction of a second, but it's very powerful. And they manufacture those in a city not far from Dresden, which is where I lived. And I taught the guy English, and helped teach the guy English. Uh, I mean, help him practice his English. He already, just, just for practice, and that, that that's my, was my relationship to him. Mm-hmm. I hear the Germans are leading the way in coal-fired power plants for their electricity. Cutting-edge yeah, technology. Germany has the, has, has the, 
has the best coal-fired power plants because already back in 1997, okay. I believe it was, when I worked at uh, uh, in Skopa by Hala, yeah. um, they had, a, they had a, a, a scrubber that would clean 95% of the pollution. So it's not a problem at all. For those of our listeners who are just tuning in, the caller is known as Major Pain, and so that's why we bring up Minor Ache, the the opposite. Previous guess, caller. Uh, the previous caller, yeah. I guess, uh, what, you guys would be, what, arch nemeses? I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to butter me up. Butter. What's on your mind, it Major? Seems like they'd be on the same page, right? Well, you guys were just talking about vacuum induction of fetals, right? Yep. Something to that effect. So I would recommend the Electrolux because <laughs> it has so many attachments. You can paint your house, cut your hair. Um, yeah, but doesn't Kirby have that too? Damn, they might even drive nails. I don't remember. I'm trying to sell like Kirby on the air? What? Well, as a matter of fact, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> You're not 20 different gizmos? What are you talking about? No, no. Richie Rich asked me if I was trying to sell Kirby's He on keeps the pitching air. Kirby stuff surreptitiously. Oh, yeah, well, Kirby was the first one. There was another one, too, that I think started with the H. Damn near a $2,000 vacuum. I don't know, but I had a Kirby vacuum that had a belt sander on it. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Badass gizmos that went on these super-duper vacuum cleaners. In fact, it was the only thing that worked on the vacuum cleaner. Like, the rest of it had broken. All the attachments were missing or otherwise broken or whatever. Uh, And it was older than dirt. But, like, you could plug it in and... And then plug this other deal into it, and you know, put a, a sanding belt on it, and it would. But what uh, is a belt sander worth? It will suck up the dust. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. for like fifty years. Right. Yeah. Come on. If you can get the dust. I mean, that's actually genius. Yeah. So it, as you sand, it sucks up the dust. That's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cutting edge. They got a. I I I have orbital so the bands sanders. Are. Okay. I and I got vibrating sanders. They do a lot slower work, but it's kinder on the grain. You know what I'm saying? If you want to do finished stuff. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, the orbital sanders will rip up some dust, except, you know, especially if you put a good hard sand, you know, digging bit on them. And they'll, they'll create some damn dust. Really helps and, get the baby uh, out. You might have an old uh, vacuum cleaner, an old, you know, t- little tiny cheap shop back that was probably 30 years old. But it had exactly the right size hose where it plugged right into the back of my gizmo, and uh, I, I really, I really years. like it when hose are the right size. Yep. Yeah, but I got three years of sand and drywall out of like a sixty-five dollar buy sander, probably thirty-five dollars when I bought it. So, what would you recommend for new sanders for a starter grit? Start for sanding what? I don't know. Just if if you're only going to buy one grit of sandpaper. Like, what would 80, you go with? 80, 80 or 120. 80, 80, 120. All right. And, and if you want it to be pretty, go 220. All right. Depends on how rough a thing you're dealing with. Hog papers, like 60 to 80. Medium hard courses, 120. And then you go, you know, 220, 440, and whatnot. This from ladbible.com. What, what the hell is lad? What's the lad part of this? I thought Don't it was worry like, about a, it, like a boy. Oh, it's like Boy's Life or something. That's what I always I had a subscription of that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't even a Boy Scout. I was. Yeah. Okay. I got kicked out for smoking weed. Oh. Yeah. We were at a doing a the Boy Scout camp out kind of thing. Okay. And uh the uh Scoutmaster. Uh, yeah, the Scoutmaster like we we looked at the coast was clear. 
I almost Clearly said a bad not. word. We we you know, and we're like, okay, let's let's spark it up, right? And so we're just in the tent. We're sm- it's just me and this one other dude. We're smoking this hand rolled joint, poorly hand rolled joint, and uh, I found this herb out in nature. No, sir. no, no. We just hear this voice. It's the scavenger. He's like, uh, when your boys are done in there, uh, you might as well go ahead and pack up camp because you're out of here. Wow. Because like apparently smoke escapes the tent. Yeah. You Who know, knew? and like we didn't we didn't consider that we just were yeah i've been in enough tents that have been rained on and gotten wet on the inside so well, know that it's not as that's really intense yeah this from ladbible.com parents regrettably or i'm sorry parents regret letting kids on lord of the flies show that saw 20 girls and boys left alone what do they think was going to happen <laughs> they read the book right <laughs> Yeah, have they not? Like, didn't they read the book before allowing their children to go on? Or were Let's they just see if like, this book is really fiction. They were just like, Little Billy's going to be on TV. Something about Lord of the Flies. I don't know what that is. Like, yeah. Uh, I did the book report and somehow I got it wrong because I only watched the movie. Uh, so this is from January 18th, uh, published by somebody named Emma Guinness. Whatever. Oh, weird. Oh. Guinness record from the last thing. Guinness now? I don't check the sources. I just look for entertaining content. If only I were drinking beer and could have a Guinness right now. That would make the trifecta. That would be lovely. Instead, he went out for a coffee. I did. A group of parents have admitted that they regret letting their kids on a chaotic Lord of the Flies-esque reality show. Okay, first of all, letting your kids on a reality show. Like, much less a Lord of the Flies-esque reality show. The economy's in the tank. Someone's got to make some money somehow. And it's like... Pimping out your reality kids, TV gives reality a bad freaking name, dude. It's it maybe, really it but really it does. makes you famous. Also, I just want to say this Hashtag is probably Andrew Tate. This is probably safer than letting your kids on Disney Channel or in or public schools, yeah, or public schools, <laughs> but or church. Probably less likely to get uh, molested at public school than on Disney Channel. Uh, well, maybe I, I'm maybe. wrong. Depends what school you go to, I guess. I would Public put school. the risk equal in those okay. two. Just, you know. Well, okay. well I mean, uh, Disney if, Channel, it's like a definite 99%. I'd say in public school, probably less likely that it's going to be teachers and staff. Whereas Disney Channel, it's more likely going to be the executives. Yeah, okay. Like, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to get molested by another Mouseketeer, but you might get molested by another student. So, Minnie and Pluto, they're fine, but the other students... Might be, or the executives might be your... Yeah, that's that's my general thought on it. You know, they trashed the house. Uh, They did have to do a couple of things. It turns out the girls did try to come together and cook food. It doesn't say they were successful. It says they did try to come together to cook food. Uh, (laughs) For its finale, the two groups of children uh, got to live together. However, over a decade on from the program which was accused of child abuse and cruelty, the parents say they wish they'd never allowed them to take part. At this point, it's worth noting that there were adult chaperones on set who were allowed to intervene if things got particularly out of the hand. I mean, Don't want would... little Billy stabbing little Susie with the scissors while you're trying to do arts and crafts. Well, and there would have to be, right? Because there needs to be a camera crew right, for it to be a reality show. I mean, you can hide cameras. Well, and no, just you have, could just like... yeah, mount them at various places yeah, in the I house think... and, you know. Yeah, but the crew's not supposed to interfere with the... No, with, yeah. Right. Like, I've seen enough nature. They don't get involved. 
Ruth Lewis, whose son Sam took part in a similar show in 2002, Cutting Edge's Boys Alone, said she struggles to even think about what happened. That show was awful, the mum said. If I had my time again, I would say no to allowing him on the show. It was just chaos and mayhem. Boys will be boys. Note note the lack of anarchy. Okay. (laughs) The description, yes. I'm just saying, anarchy's, I'm taking it back, man. We're taking it back. not chaos and mayhem. Not chaos, not mayhem. Watching the new show, I did think, I can't believe I did that to my son. It was horrible watching it again. It's an awful lot for a child to go through at that age. Well, I mean, that's just then that makes you a dumb parent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, like you, you don't know that through? up front. You don't know you're a dumb parent until you watch back the episode of Lord of the Flies. You let your child participate in and go, oh, crap, that was really dumb. It, pro- it probably wasn't pitched as Lord of the Flies. It's like, let's just see what happens when we put 10 boys in a house. And no adults. There's going to be adult presence there. Only in a, a terrible situation are they going to intervene because we want to get a really good idea what these boys will do alone. Her opinion was also echoed by Sam, who told the Mirror when he was 19 that he wished he'd never taken part. If someone asked me if I want to do it again, I'd definitely say no, he said. Any boy would say yes to an opportunity like that, but that doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. I'd never missed my mom more before in my life. It was mayhem and became depressing as the house divided into two gangs and war broke out. So okay, like nerf war. Like so, they did the show twice, and both times they ganged up into two gangs. Yeah, the place was trashed, and I'm ashamed to say that I even turned into a bit of a hooligan. So, like, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah you're eight years old. Yeah, and you just joined a gang or formed one. Even yeah. perhaps yeah. you're the leader. We don't know. I just want to parallel that with most politics, right? It's always like two parties, two gangs duking huh, it out. Weird. So if you had a billion dollars and you bought an island, basically, do you think that you would get harassed by the cops on the island you own? No, king of the island. King of the island. King of the island. What do you think? uh, Probably would get harassed. If you had enough money to buy an island and then... How do you buy the island and not buy the police, though? Well, oh, so the police are already on the island, or are the police the from the outside? This from sfgate.com. Billionaire Larry Ellison ticketed by Lanai Cop on Hawaii Island he owns. Hmm. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I think... I wouldn't have cops. Okay, if I owned an island, there would not be cops there. First of all... <laughs> First of all, you, know I mean? you would think the, it's his first mistake. The United States government owns Hawaii, so for this guy to be able to have bought an island, I think is not quite accurate. No, yeah, he's he owns ninety eight percent of the land. He, he owns the property. Yeah. But if he stops paying, the government comes in and takes it away. What's the tax rate on an island? Well, well I don't know. So what I'm thinking is, so if I own property, so if I own a ranch in Texas, let's mm-hmm. say you know hundreds of acres, mm-hmm. there won't be necessarily cops patrolling the land i wouldn't th- i would think that they wouldn't be able no, to no. come on my property this is private property yeah they wouldn't be able to come on my property unless i gave them f- permission or if they were there for a reason yeah well so he was venturing out on the two percent he doesn't own possibly why would you even do that you know i mean roads you know are built and other structures and that kind of thing on on islands so 
you know, maybe he owns the plots of land, but I'm certain that he doesn't own the, yeah. the roads and, and that kind of a thing. Well, if you, I mean, you're a billionaire. Build your own roads. Can't be Build that your hard. own island. Well, that's a little bit more difficult. Out of plastic or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, not even a 98% ownership stake on a Hawaii island can get you out of getting ticketed for driving without a license. That's the lesson that ex-Silicon Valley tech billionaire Larry Ellison learned the hard way. I love that he doesn't have a license. It's his island. That's just awesome, though. I do, too. And in fact, no one really should need to have one. No. In my opinion. Shouldn't need to have anything. Well, food, water. Well, okay, but... You You don't need to have... I mean, you you shouldn't shouldn't be forced to have that if you you don't want to. You need to pay a fee to the masters in order to... engage in what should be a right which is the right to travel yep uh the lesson that he learned the hard way according to a tuesday report in hawaii news now the oracle co-founder according to the hawaii news outlet was driving his orange chevy corvette one october evening when he was stopped by a police officer the interaction was filmed by the officer's body camera did he try the do you know who i am oh i don't know uh, the reason I stopped you is you ran through the stop sign and you were kind of speeding there, the officer said. There's only two of us on this island. Just leave me alone. Ellison explained that he was trying to get home for dinner with my kids, but apologized. His kids, David and Megan, are both big-time Hollywood producers. The latter founded the indie production company Annapurna. Okay. Don't know why they felt the need to include that. He also allegedly did not have his driver's license on hand when the officer asked for documentation. Ellison was ticketed, but it's unclear what fine or penalty he received as a result of the alleged traffic violations. Blowing a stop sign and driving without a license? A representative for Maui police did not immediately respond to a request. So, in Honolulu, at least, on a different island. Right, because you, you're the Hawaii man. Right. You've been accused of being the budget Jason Momoa. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. But anywho... Uh, my my fine for not driving with the license was only like a hundred bucks. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, you know. But it wasn't fine driving without a license. You received a fine that you had to pay. Understood. But I'm saying in his case. Yeah. Like we don't know how much this fine is. All oh, right. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's not that much. You're here to tell us it's like a hundred bucks. It was a hundred on a different island in a just different jurisdiction. It was a hundred bucks. I can't imagine it being significantly more. Right, yeah. Probably on the with, island within a hundred bucks of yeah. the hundred bucks originally. Yeah. We have bad slave calling from New Hampshire. Wow! Thank you for taking my call. Wow! You're um, welcome. <laughs> I wanted to uh, bring up, um, uh, oh, corpse. Should have wrote the, it down. Um, Should have wrote it down. <laughs> Well, I, I have two things. There's a, there's a. Do you remember a, the other one? A recent, um, a, a You're making him nervous. It, that's true. Uh, Sorry, I won't make him nervous anymore. Called, uh, uh, compliance or something like that. It's it's actually a, a documentary of, um, you know, the details that's of weird. kind of the nuts and bolts of how you know the different state uh, and local and people governments work in America. And it's uh, a lot of information that uh, I don't think, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty That's obvious right. to me that uh, that people don't know these things very well. Do you and, think the documentary uh, would convince everybody to change their mind, though? 
Because I feel like people well, are setting I, their ways. They go like, just check out this video, man. It'll explain everything. Maybe some people. You, know? you think? Some people just honestly don't know some of this stuff. And if All they right. open their eyes to yeah. it, they might be open to it. All yeah. right. A lot of people that are, uh, you know, wondering how how do we get here? Must be nice. <laughs> and uh, it's um, uh, it just seems crazy. It's it's uh, done by this woman, um, uh, Christiane. Um, she's in Florida. She's she's a, a real what's liberty the, person. What's the name of it? Uh. uh Com, uh, compliance, compliance. Film. What year was it made? Twenty twelve. No, it's it's brand new. Oh, it just came out. Uh, it's being film. released right now. I I, I just uh, pulled it up. October twenty twenty. No, that's, so those both. I mean, there, there was also like the monopoly on violence, right? That was supposed to explain how government works. And supposed to get people rallied around freedom yeah, and that, liberty, and that didn't work. Of course not. Not going to convince people that they want to be free. You just have to free them, like eight-year-olds in a house all by themselves. See what happens. <laughs> Lord of the uh, flies. The the name of it is non-compliant. Ah, uh, that's better. We've awoken a guest speaker. His name is Matt. Yeah, I'm here, and uh, I just want to <laughs> kick in on this. This one's near and dear to my heart. I actually beat a no driver's license ticket in 2012. Yeah. Based on what we're talking about here, yeah. there is a mountain of case law sure. preceding this yeah. that says yep. you don't need a driver's license. Absolutely. A mountain yeah. of case law. Some of it coming straight from the Supreme yeah. Court. Sure. Um, that said, I beat that case in my hometown. It was one of the most stressful things I've ever been through. Yeah, How right. did you beat it, though? Let me, like, I presented that's... a brief to the court and I defended it. I put myself on the stand and... Made the prosecutor really nervous, Okay, to be honest. Like, the look in his eyes said he was on a three-week bender right before coming to court, and I made okay. him really nervous on top of it, so he was having a stressful day. Um, that said, he was extremely combative against me. The judge basically noticed how how combative he was and shut him up so that I could talk. So the guy was just interrupting me. He wasn't even okay. objecting. He was just interrupting, interrupting, interrupting. And uh, I ended up uh, giving a brief to the judge laying out all the definitions, what the definition of traffic is and things like that. Th- these words have meaning legally, not just colloquially. And sometimes those meanings are sometimes those definitions are totally different. Yeah. For, um, but for every one of you who beat something like this, yeah. using the technicalities of the law and the mountain of case law that exists against this, there's probably 50 people who didn't. Oh, I immediately, uh, uh, like, right six months later, I lived in Keene. I lived in New Hampshire six months later. Yeah. And uh, about a year after that, I got another ticket from a state trooper right out in front of uh, Home Depot in Keene. And I went to fight that one in Keene City Court and lost miserably. They wouldn't even listen to it. Right. Like, so... Buyer beware on using these techniques to try to fight a, a, a one of these tickets yeah. because... But there's historical precedent. It goes it, to the Supreme and it, Court. And it doesn't matter at all. That's my it point. It doesn't matter at all. It doesn't, like, it doesn't matter in Ian Freeman's trial. The Crypto 6 trial doesn't matter what the law is because judges and these legal type government people are just going to make up the rules as they go whether you like right. it or not. And that's the end of that. Right. That's, a, that's my point with the practical application. 
right? Yeah. There's pre- there's precedent, there's case law, there's all this documentation that, no, 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 we are correct yep. on this issue, right. and the, the people with guns go, yeah, we don't care. The government is the mafia that is currently most powerful, and the only time that changes is when another powerful mafia outpowers the one that's existing. Well, good and luck with that. that and that shows at the highest levels and in your hometown courtroom repeatedly. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, good to be on the uh, show with you. Um, so it seems like Albuquerque, we're going to be keeping a free bus ride fare. I mean, I mean, they're... Well, somebody's keeping, paying for it. Well, I mean, they're tossing it back and forth, back and forth about is there... I mean, they, they were going to do it for another six months. But for me, I mean, I prefer the free bus ride because even... Well, yeah, because it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. Somebody else is paying for it. I like when other well, people pay for my stuff, too. Well, I mean, think about it. I only ride the bus maybe 10, 12 times a month. So yeah. $2 bus pass is about, what, $20 a month? I mean, it's not the money cost of it. It's the hassle of of put, having the change ready and my hands all dirty, putting it in the bus. And sometimes I leave without Yeah, they make wallet. bus pass cards, and you can just load them up whenever you need them, and it's fine. She says it's like 20 bucks a month. No, no, no. You can yeah, buy you can buy reloadable bus cards. Oh, okay. Yeah, where it's like you've got like okay. a zero balance, and then you throw twenty bucks on it, and then it's just sitting there for whenever you need it, and you don't have to. You just flash it in front of the thing, and got it's it. fine. Oh, it's the smart. I've seen those people do that. They flash the smartphone and they load it up on the phone. That that's yeah. That's how they. Yeah, do you got to get with the times, like there, that. Sarah. You don't even need a card anymore. It's twenty twenty three. Well, I, mean, I still have a dumb phone. But that's not the problem is that what I noticed is that when there was a, when we were used to pay, there was, as, I mean, to me, uh, as much as the fighting and all kinds of crazy things going on when we were paying for the bus. In fact, there was a lot of fights and arguments with people trying to argue and fight with getting on the bus and they're asking for bus fares going up and down the aisle. And then I had to help Oh, the bus out. police. Yeah. I ran into those guys in Seattle while I was riding the bus. My car, was I didn't have one at the time, and I was riding the bus. My employer paid for a bus pass, uh, but I was working weird hours, and so I would you know come home late at night. And they have these. They're not police, but they okay. look. They're wearing Seattle police uniforms. No, they're bus police is what they are. So they're not yeah. uh, armed with guns. So they have a, right. a police utility belt, the police shirt, the Seattle Police Department patches oh. and insignia on them but That's their weird. their their jacket says something like transit police right and oh. they don't have a gun they do have a billy club they do have handcuffs what? and they have the police radio That's as well weird. and so what they're doing is they're looking for people who are free riding oh. right who had, didn't you didn't pay the fare you don't have a pass get off the bus kind of a thing right and i'm like what it costs them more to employ these people yeah, than it does to yeah. just let a couple of people ride for free that's a great point. Well, no, but if a, you didn't have the police, thing. you'd have more people trying to ride for free. Well, probably. Yeah. No, it's not that. No, that kind of like Sarah. thing. No, it's just that you know, over here they get on the bus drunk and they they get you, on the bus. Well, you, you want them driving drunk? Of course, they're going to take the bus. Look at it. I mean, I was on the central bus at like nine thirty at night, like ten o'clock, and I turn around. There's these two guys fighting, fist fighting in the middle of the bus. 
And I'm so, and you got free entertainment. I, I mean, I mean, it is Albuquerque. Like you got a reality TV show going on right in front of you, Sarah. If you had not a dumb phone, you could have filmed that, put it on the internet, and gotten viewers to like your page on your TikTok or whatever. I've been wanting to get to this topic, this story all night. Do it, it is by I'm glad far. You saved it to the end. It is by it. far the most important story on Free Talk Live all week long in our lifetime in perhaps even the the lifetime of the known universe oh my goodness it's that compelling of a headline it is Let's hear it. one of the most it's got to be i want to write a song just I'm on the edge of my seat that is this headline you haven't seen the telegram chat no <laughs> rail this is the headline now Railroad worker rescues raccoon after the hair on its butt got frozen to the tracks. Aw, poor guy. Railroad worker rescues raccoon after the hair on its butt got frozen to the tracks. I was just trying to keep a beat to that. Okay. See if I can make it into a song. Railroad worker rescues raccoon after the hair on its butt got frozen to the tracks. It's not quite musical. No. Might have to shave <laughs> a quite. shave a word or two off or shave change. something off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He was from the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. Trying, to, trying to get to the wrong side of the tracks. This is from goodnewsnetwork.org. Where do you I don't even want to know. No, Good News Network's good usually good stuff. That's a little bit Oh, I like pro- that one, yeah. It's sometimes they go a little heavy on state propaganda, but whatever. Yeah. Uh that's just I don't even know if I want to read the story. The title says it Railroad worker rescues raccoon, okay, after the hair on its butt. Who, the railroad worker? No, the raccoon. Or the raccoon. Raccoon. Right? Got frozen to the tracks. So just imagine you're trying to climb over railroad tracks, and your little legs are a little too short to get all the way over, and it's cold. They do have a picture of this raccoon sort of straddling a single railroad track. Right, and then all of a sudden you can't move because your butt crack hair froze to the railroad track <laughs> and the so, train is in inbound. order for that to, to have happened it first needed to be moist right and then know. it needed to be like wintry out right i think well it's definitely wintry out i don't know i don't know how moist the, the butt hair on a raccoon is <laughs> at any given time that's from the article <laughs> oh we are going to get into uh, railroad workers were able to rescue a stricken male raccoon after it became frozen to the tracks Stuck fast by the hair on its private parts. <laughs> right in the taint. That's not one of the seven words, right? Uh, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. Uh, <laughs> I just, the poor little bastard, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. like, what a story to tell his raccoon friends. You're not going to believe what happened to me. Right? I was just trying to climb over the railroad tracks. And do you think that maybe the next time he bumps into like the guy who found him and like sort of rescued him or whatever? Yeah. No, no, no. Do you, do make you eye contact with do him? Do you think he's going to become like his pet raccoon? Like they're going to okay. have a or do you think it'll be awkward eye I think contact? It'll be awkward. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The animal was seen That's facing That's something you never talk about again. All right, yeah. bro, you can okay, you you can go back there, do whatever you need to do to get me unstuck, and then we don't tell the story to anybody. We especially, never speak of this. Especially again. to the Good News yeah. Network. Well, I mean, I don't talk to raccoons very often, do you? Uh, no, not okay. particularly. All right. The animal was seen facing the oncoming train car- carriage as it straddled one side of the track. Neil Mullis was out on the job when he came across the poor little guy. The traumatized-looking raccoon was eventually rescued after a five-minute operation. 
Wow. Sounds like they performed surgery on him. Operation. I mean, they got to get the hair removed from the track. Can you just take scissors? I, I, I guessed that it was going to involve warm water. warm water. And it says, quote, I poured the warm water under his bottom while a co-worker worked the shovel under his butt. To try and break him what? loose, said the oh, 35-year-old. We don't want to get too close to the raccoon. It might yeah. be like trying to go on the offensive. There. Yeah, you want to have yeah. uh, some distance, you know, five-foot pull or something right, like little that. guy, we're just going to pour some water on you. Yeah. <laughs> then we're going to scrape you off this parallel track with a shovel. That's uh, <laughs> pretty much what happened. Uh, after about five minutes of slowly working him loose, he was free. He jumped off the rail and ran into the woods, never looking back. The University of Southern California's School of Social Work... Uh, apparently has banned the word field, as in like football field or okay. field of greens. Or or field of something. study. Yes, field of study, yes. Yeah. Uh, the University of Southern California explained the move by the need to reflect anti-racist values. That doesn't even make sense. It's because black people worked in the field. I've worked in a field. I've You're run not. on a field. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not. It's true. Like, yeah. You know? I mean, that's like saying we have to ban cotton balls because of the history. Because of, of balls? Sla- <laughs> yes, because of balls. No, because of the history of slaves picking cotton. Yeah. You know, it's just like ridiculous. Like Polyester. You know? Do you remember when, uh, when, when the phrase cotton picking was a substitute for cussing? Um, I think it still is. Well, but it's racist. Oh, okay. Right? So no longer. When's the yeah. last time you heard anybody say cotton picking? Uh, probably on an old movie of some kind. Right. All right. Yeah. So, but way back in the day, that was an accepted substitute for cussing. Okay. Right? Which word, I mean, which, you don't have to say the word, but which word did it replace? Uh, I mean, it could have been any of them, really. Okay. You know? Uh, But it was certainly a reference to. That cotton picking son of a guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, that cotton picking Dave, he stole my wrench again or something. Okay. Right, you know what I mean? Uh, it could be a substitute for anything, really. All right. But it is rooted in racism because the whole reason the phrase cotton picking has that sort of connotation to it is because they were comparing you to a slave. Oh. So. Uh, the university. We do the same with taxpayer. Oh, that nice. tax yeah. paying son of a guy. Yeah, we should do that. Oh, yeah? You sound like a taxpayer. We're starting a trend. Use it. Spread it woods into the wild. A University of Southern California School of Social Work announced Monday that it is removing the word field, as in conducting field work, from its curriculum and practice and replacing it with the word practicum. Because that won't get used. Because that's not a portmanteau at all of two different words put together for the wrong reasons. Practicum. Practical curriculum? (laughs) It's just like not the same word. You just think about that for a while. Uh, It's not the same word. Uh, f- uh, removing it from its practice uh, and saying that it may have racist connotations. He is working in the practicum uh, you know what? applied sciences. I think saying that it has racist connotations is racist in itself. I think no, saying it's... that saying that has it is racist in itself. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? It's, it's part of the left when they get so woke that they come full circle racist. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, we have to protect the black people from all this stuff. No, you don't. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free 
at freetalklive.com.